Legal stuff can just sound scary, especially if you're new to this entrepreneurial world and are just figuring out how to invoice your clients, let alone have them sign a contract that protects you both. But you'd be surprised how many well-seasoned business owners have yet to put legal in place behind the scenes as well. So today, we're tackling the mindset behind being proactive about getting legit to put protections in place before you need them. We let go of the fear around working with a lawyer, confusion about how to even get started, and overwhelm associated with all the legal things you could be doing so you can figure out what you really need. Plus, we chat about how getting legally legit will protect the business you've worked so hard on, strengthen your client relationships, boost your credibility, and solidify your business on the whole. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to announce the winner of my free vision board design session. Today's review comes from Dreama Spence. She writes, holy moly, this podcast was suggested to me and it's everything I didn't know I needed. My mindset hits peaks and valleys. I have no doubt that this is what is holding my business back. Two years ago, I left my nine to five world to spend more time with my baby girl and try this hashtag entrepreneur thing out. I'm tired of feeling like I'm on the hamster wheel, ready to gain some traction and serve my community. Dreamy, go ahead and email me at amanda at and I'll get you set up with your free intensive. And just a reminder to all my listeners out there, all you have to do is simply leave a review on Apple Podcasts to be entered to win. So get over there and write yours today. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Autumn Wood Boyd. Autumn is an experienced intellectual property lawyer who helps high-achieving, ambitious entrepreneurs reach their big goals. The AWB firm is the go-to for businesses selling online courses, digital downloads, and online tools for business. Autumn has helped Amy Porterfield, Being Boss, Melissa Griffin, and many more grow and protect their online empires. Autumn also hopes the Legal Roadmap podcast, which teaches business owners how to protect their rights and stay out of legal hot water. She lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee with her husband, twin boys, and daughter. Autumn, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, Amanda, I'm so glad to get to chat with you. Amazing. I'm so excited to have you on the show. So can you tell me, I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words a little bit about what you do and why you do it. Yeah. So I have a small law firm. We work virtually. So we work mostly with online businesses all across the country and even a couple in other countries. Um, And our favorite thing to help them with and what my background is, is copyrights and trademarks. So protecting their brands, protecting their content, um, helping them with contracts. And when the unavoidable surprises come up, sometimes um, we help them figure that out too. We don't like to file lawsuits, but we will if we have to. I just filed one. 
a couple of weeks ago um, <laughs> here, here in Chattanooga. So um, we like to say we're kind of full service for a very small niche of businesses. Um, kind of the why behind what I do, I just love supporting small businesses that really have a person behind them and just helping them figure out legal doesn't have to be complicated and helping them avoid expensive legal mistakes. It just, it lights me up. The clients are fun to work with and they have interesting businesses. They're always doing new and innovative things. So it just, it keeps me happy. That's so incredible. So did you always know that you wanted to work with this kind of niche or was it something that kind of evolved or you fell into over time? Yeah, it definitely evolved. Uh, I had a very regular lawyer career path. I went to law school, start, worked for a judge for a couple of years and then worked for a large law firm here in Chattanooga. And I'd always been interested in like copyright and trademarks, but frankly, Chattanooga doesn't have a lot of that work. We're not like an entertainment capital. Um, we have a lot of <laughs> manufacturing. So a lot of the IP work that did exist here was kind of like arguing over patents for like a giant piece of machinery or something, which was not super interesting to me. Um, my background, I grew up as like a theater nerd and I love music. And so I always have been kind of a creative person. And I was really lucky when I was working at that large firm here, I got hired away by a small firm that also worked virtually and represented mostly photographers and stock photography agencies. Um, and we sued mostly textbook companies who it turns out are rampant copyright infringers. Um, we sued them for copyright. Yes, it was the craziest thing. So I spent almost seven years working with that firm and I worked from home. I telecommuted. So it was an amazing job. I got a ton of experience. I got to work in my yoga pants. Um, and it gave me a lot of experience and showed me, you know, that you could do law in this way, like online, virtually, just having Skype calls with clients. It was Skype at the time. Now we all use Zoom. Um, <laughs> but, um, the, you know, there's this new world out there that technology has really opened up. And so during that time that I worked for that firm, I had the twin, my twin boys who are now seven. Um, and the, all the travel that was really fun in the beginning just started to really wear on me and my family. Um, so about four years ago, I decided to start my own law firm. And I knew I wanted to focus on copyright and trademark work, but that last job was all litigation. So I was always fighting with other people. And it was, um, it was just kind of soul sucking, honestly. <laughs> was really, really negative. Um, so I kind of flipped what I was doing to what I do now, which is more consulting and helping people plan and put together the right things on the front end. So we're more proactive. Um, like I said, I will file a lawsuit if I have to, but it's not my favorite thing to do. And I try to avoid it if I can. And so when I started my own firm, I really thought that I was going to work mostly with startup companies. We have this amazing startup ecosystem here in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a lot of tech companies, a lot of transportation. We're kind of a transportation hub. Um, but I found out really quickly that most startup businesses um, don't really see the value in legal until they're pretty far along and they don't want to spend money on it. <laughs> so um, it was kind of a mismatch because um, a lot of the bigger law firms in town could kind of take, um, I don't know what you'd even call it. They, they do a lot of pro bono work, frankly, for the startup community because they figure, you know, maybe one out of 10 will then make money and actually pay them. Interesting. Um, but as a, you know, I was a solo, like I couldn't really just do pro bono work and hope that someone would pay me eventually. Like I needed to be working with paying clients. Um, and so around that same time, I was listening to podcasts, just trying to learn how to be a business person because they don't teach us that in law school. Um, yeah, so no. like I was listening to all these podcasts about online marketing and social media and how to run an online business. Um, I found the Being Boss podcast. 
And I started being active in some of the Facebook communities. And I realized like there were no lawyers there. No one was helping these people and they all needed help. And they were really nice and doing, you know, like I said, interesting (laughs) and innovative things. And I liked talking to them. Um, And so I wouldn't say I fell in it. It kind of evolved, but um, it was just like there was this really underserved market out there and it was a perfect fit for my skill set. So I really stopped talking to startups um, in about 2015. And ever since, I've been working with online businesses, mostly women, mostly creative entrepreneurs. Um, We've evolved a little bit. I now work with some SaaS companies and software companies as well, um, but still really focused on online businesses. Oh, amazing. I love hearing... The, just the evolution of your story and, you know, just kind of how you ended up where you are today. And I think, I mean, we were talking a little bit before the show and you have some pretty big names on your, your repertoire now that you've worked with. And I think it's just so incredible um, how you've navigated who you thought you wanted to work with and being like, no, that's not quite right. Like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm filling a need there. But here is this like giant gap in the industry and all these people who are wonderful to work with, but really desperately need legal help. Yeah. (laughs) No one was paying attention to them. And still, I think no one or not very many people are paying attention to them. I think it's this huge market out there. Totally. And I mean, I had so many of those conversations in the very beginning with friends who didn't necessarily like even have contracts in place or didn't mm-hmm. like didn't even know what they don't know right because yes. as you said like no one's there to teach us like these, these are kind of things we're all like figuring out as we go and the hope is that we don't end up in like what did you call it legal hot water yes <laughs> before we actually figure out what we're doing right yeah totally <laughs> amazing um so what would you say has been the biggest mindset shift for the clients that you work with it would shock you <laughs> Some of the biggest names that I work with who are multi-million dollar businesses who really don't have even the most basic legal protections in place, because like you said, they might not know what to do, or they might not have a connection with a lawyer who does the kind of work they need. Um, And so what I usually will start with is getting their contracts in order, or really, I just ask them, how are you making money? Like, what is your, what are your revenue streams? What is the most profitable? And we start there. Um, We make sure that they have that revenue stream kind of locked down and protected. Um, And that typically leads to a huge shift in how seriously they take their business. Um, It forces them, usually when we're putting together a contract, and you and I work together, so you know some of this. um, Mm -hmm. When I'm putting together a contract, it's, it's... it forces you to figure out how do you want to do business? How do you, and these are typically one-on-one service contracts, or maybe if someone's a coach, it's, you know, they've got a small group coaching program or something like that. That's often where we'll start. It kind of forces them to figure out what does the ideal way of doing business look like for me? You know, how should I handle when issues crop up or how should I handle if a client wants to fire me or I want to fire a client? Um, so it really forces them to take a hard look at how they're doing business and how they want to be doing business and make some decisions that maybe they hadn't really thought about. So I found that is a huge shift, just kind of formalizing. Maybe they've been doing things in all different ways. They haven't really paid attention um, to their systems or processes, but having to put it in writing makes you kind of make some decisions about how you're going to do things moving forward because you're agreeing to it with your client. Um, so that has, I see that as a huge shift. 
Oh, yes. I I mean, I know from my own personal experience, um, at the point at which we worked together, I was doing design work and I was doing these big branding and website projects. And you're right, like just the process of really thinking through how it is that I work and how it is that I make money. And, you know, also the worst case scenarios, yeah. right? Like we like to think that none of this stuff will ever crop up. But at that point, I mean... I had had a few years of designing on my own under my belt. And I knew that, you know, sometimes these things do come up Mm -hmm. and it's never, it was a learning, learning experience in the way that it's never really the stuff you think about at first, right? right? It's not kind of like that boilerplate, like I'm going to do a logo for you. And then you will have said logo. It's like everything, it's everything else, right? It's like, okay, well, where are you allowed to use that logo? What happens to all the preliminary works that were created on the way to the finalized Mm -hmm. logo? Like, All of that kind of stuff, I think, was what was so valuable about our work together because it really made me think about those things. It made me think about not necessarily like a good or a bad way to do things, but like what was the best case scenario for Mm -hmm. me? How did I want these works to be used? Like what was I okay with? Yeah. Um, And I think just going through that thought process was incredibly valuable. Yeah. And especially if you're newer in business, I mean, I don't think that necessarily a brand new business owner should hire a lawyer for a custom contract. It's it's expensive and it's time consuming. And you may not have totally figured out how you're going to work with clients or what your systems and processes look like. Um, but I think, I do think it can be helpful to sit down and talk with a lawyer. And, um, like I have now worked with, I don't know, probably 30 or 50 (laughs) designers, web, you know, website designers, graphic designers, um, on their client contracts. And so I have heard a lot of worst case scenarios and, um, (laughs) you know, can help people think through, well, you know, what would happen if a client just ghosts on you and you can't get them to approve or to finalize the project? Like, what does that look like? And people are like, oh, I haven't had that happen. I hadn't thought about that. And so I say, well, it will, it will, like someone will, right? will do this to you. <laughs> You're lucky it hasn't happened yet. Um, but, you know, you can kind of pool your collective knowledge. Um, and I think it's great also just to talk to friends about it. And these are things that, especially if it's a little bit embarrassing, you know, when something goes wrong or if you have to give a refund or, you know, you have an unhappy client, we don't like to talk about that stuff. But mm-hmm. I think it's really helpful to talk about it with your business friends because um, you can learn from each other's experiences. Totally. And then you can put it in place before it happens to you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of this collective knowledge of how to protect ourselves, I think, can be incredibly valuable. Yeah. It's hard to to learn everything right at the outset. But, um, you know, as you go, you will learn valuable lessons for sure. Absolutely. Legal is just one of many things you could put in place as you grow your business. But if you're like many of the creatives and entrepreneurs I work with, you're feeling overwhelmed and frustrated by all the things you could be doing without feeling like any one thing is really getting you the results you want. If you're tired of spinning your wheels and are looking for strategic mindset coaching so you can find the clarity and focus you need to get out of your own way and start seeing more of the results you actually want, grab a time for my free stress to success coaching call. During this 30-minute mindset and strategy session, I'll help you uncover the mindset shift that will make the biggest difference for you, so you can start taking the right actions consistently and start saying no to the things that aren't bringing in results. Head over to amandadenley.com slash free call to grab one of these three spots I open up each week. So I think what came up for me when I was thinking about getting more legit in my contracts and really starting to formalize 
all of these things, you know, my process, how I do business, um, best case scenarios, worst case scenarios, all of that kind of stuff. I think there's this kind of fear that creeps in around working with a lawyer. Either I don't know who I would even go to for that kind of help. I don't know if anyone does this kind of work in my industry. I hear that lawyers are expensive to work with. And I think all of those kind of thoughts that ruminate just make it seem really freaking scary to work with a lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so can you speak to that a little bit and kind of demystify some of the process around what that actually looks like and kind of make it feel less scary for all of us? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I hear all of these things <laughs> as well. Um, I mean, I think the first thing you mentioned, which is I don't know someone who does this kind of work. Um, I do think it's really important to work with a lawyer who actually understands your business because so much of what a lawyer brings to the table is their experience in working with other businesses doing similar things. And so they know what to look out for. or They know that maybe the problems you haven't had, but that could be on the horizon. Um, So I would definitely start, you know, Google is tricky. Maybe, uh, again, I would pull on your network. And if you have business friends, especially those who are maybe two or three steps ahead of you in their business, and ask them, you know, have you worked with a lawyer? Do you have someone you would recommend? And I think you would be surprised that you may get some good referrals that way. Um, I would not, I typically, especially with online and creative businesses, if you are just going to like your brother-in-law who does construction work or, you know, somebody who just, or just family law, you know, who just does something totally different, you're not going to be well-served. Um, and it can end up being more expensive because that person is then going to have to kind of research and get up to speed on your business or how, you know, digital marketing works or all of these things. Um, so it can take, take more time in the end, even if it seems like it's going to be less expensive um, in the beginning. So I would definitely tap your network as far as finding someone who can actually work with your kind of business. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and and on the cost side, I mean, I'll be honest, working with a lawyer one-on-one is expensive. Um, there are, you know, there's going to be a price range out there depending on the level of service you get, just like for anything. And so that's why, frankly, I usually recommend that a business wait until maybe year two to five to really invest in legal for their business um, because it is a big investment. And I don't know it, that it's it needs to be the first couple thousand dollars that you spend in your business. Um, I think you can get 98% of the protection you need by, um, you know, DIYing, doing a little research. Um, there's a lot of low cost resources that are out there. I'll give a plug to my own. I have contract templates on my website that Woo. are less than $300. Like they're very affordable. They're written by a lawyer who knows online business. So they make sense for your business. Um, so I highly recommend doing things like that in the beginning. So it doesn't have to be hugely expensive. And then once your business is at a point, maybe you're making six figures or maybe you have a collaboration on the horizon or, um, you know, there's something else going on that, um, it makes sense. Maybe you get an offer for a book deal or like an opportunity falls in your lap. There can be lots of scenarios where, um, I get these calls all the time where people are like, okay, this thing happened. And now I know it's, it's really time to invest in a lawyer. And I would recommend like shop around. One of the worst things about our industry is that we typically charge hourly. Um, and so it can be hard to know on the front end what you're, what you're going to be paying. And 
I don't like that. So I do mostly flat fee work. So sometimes if you're getting a flat fee, it may seem a little higher than what you're quoted hourly, but it's capped. Like, you know what it's going to be. It's never going to be more. You know, if, if a project goes off the rails, you know, that that's my problem, not your problem. Um, mm. You know, it's never going to be like, oh, I didn't think I was going to have to research this thing and I'm going to charge you $4,000 more dollars. That you, hadn't, right. <laughs> that you hadn't budgeted. <laughs> so I think there, there are some ways to kind of contain the cost. But I think the, the biggest thing is just kind of waiting for the right time in your business where um, you've got the budget. And I do recommend budgeting for legal. I think it should be just like marketing or um, office expenses. It should be something in your budget. Because you're, you know, just being in business, legal is one of those things that you have to take care of. You can't just ignore it. Um, and right. so if you put a little line item in your budget, you know, you've got, and even the first year it can be $500 or a thousand dollars. I mean, it doesn't have to be a huge amount. Um, but just to kind of have that there so that if you have a question, you know, you could even just pay for a one hour consult. I mean, I do that and it's very affordable just to answer questions or like get kind of a, I call it a legal roadmap session. So kind of map out, like, what are the things that you need to do now? What could you maybe worry about later? Um, just helping answer questions is a lot of what lawyers do. And I think having a little, a little bit of budget for that, you know, when, when you have a nightmare client or you need to just call somebody and, and chat for a little bit, that can be really helpful. That's amazing. I didn't know that you did that. I'm so like, now you know, that's such an incredible offering. Yeah. And I think really feels like a gap in the industry as well. Right. Because I think a lot of times that's what creeps up with that fear is, well, I don't even know if anyone does this kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I just have these like five questions right. and I don't know what, like, I don't even know if I need a contract. I don't know if I need to trademark this now, or can I wait, or can my online course run this way without having this in place, mm-hmm. you know? And I think so often it's just those question marks that feel so incredibly overwhelming at the time that when you can reach out to someone and you know that these kind of resources exist, they don't have to say these looming questions that just feel so big and so overwhelming, but instead you can really start being proactive about it and really making time in your schedule and the budget in your schedule to take care of these things before they're a major issue. Yeah. I think most of us, like legal is always the thing on your to-do list you don't want to deal with yeah, um, because it can feel overwhelming and scary. And uh, I've had other people tell it's almost like you're getting undressed in front of someone, like you're telling them all the parts of your business that you just feel unsure about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I really suggest, again, it doesn't have to be in, in your very first year, but like by year two or three, you should probably sit down with a lawyer for just a consultation um, and start to develop that relationship so that when you do have something come up, because you will, whether it's good or bad, um, you know, you can have a quick phone call and it's not, you're not having to then search for the lawyer and um, make sure you like them and make sure that their pricing is fits in your budget and all of these things. You've kind of got that person in your back pocket. Yes, that's incredible. And I just love how you're talking about the, these things like, it's completely normal to go through this kind of stuff because I think a lot of times we make up these stories that we're the only one that's going through this, right? Like we're the only one who would ever have legal questions or would have a client ghost us or, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. And I think just how, you know, how quickly you're speaking to all of these points Um, really makes it seem like there's nothing outside of the normal here. It's just learning how to handle those situations. Yeah. I mean, nobody, most business owners did not go to 
business school, let alone law school. So <laughs> it is it is not crazy that you don't know what to do, but um, that's why you need, you know, like just like you need a CPA on your team and an insurance person, you definitely need a legal advisor on your team to just help you help wash away all those cobwebs and all the scaries um, and, and tell you what to do. <laughs> that is most of what I do. Amazing. So I would love if you could speak a little bit to the results that kind of getting these contracts in place or these trademarks in place or just getting more legit in general um, can help you to truly like up level your business as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I hear most is just frankly, all these feeling words like um, that people feel more confident. They're not, they don't have these worries in the back of their mind anymore. Like they've kind of marked it off their to-do list. They know that somebody who knows what they're doing has kind of taken care of them and they just don't even have to think about it anymore or they don't have to think about it until the next thing comes up. And what I was actually talking with someone this week and she she was saying she feels like she's kind of playing small because this is in the back of her mind, because she feels unprotected, that she feels like she's kind of subconsciously not taking risks or not, you know, making big moves in her business. And that if she were kind of more locked down legally, um, that she would just feel better about making bigger plays. Um, and so I, th- I thought that was really interesting to hear um, that she recognized that because I see that a lot. You know, people are worried about being taken advantage of or about you know people stealing their content. And so they don't put it out there um, or they don't collaborate with somebody or do, you know, a really interesting project because they're just worried something's going to go wrong and they don't know how to handle what they would do in that situation. The other thing that, that this is kind of my favorite thing is I think it really kind of makes you look more professional if you do have really nice contracts that are clearly, you know, they're easy to read. They make sense. They actually talk about things the way you do business. Um, and I think especially if you're working with larger companies on the other side of um, your transaction, you know, it makes them take you more seriously because you are, you know, doing business like a business person, <laughs> you're a professional. And I think it also kind of holds them to a higher standard. And I think it makes them more likely to, you know, uphold their end of the bargain and not to try and take advantage of you because they know, you know, you've got your ducks in a row. And um, if you have had a lawyer draft your contract, you've got someone to call if they try and take advantage of you. So I just think it really does up-level your business to get this stuff in order. Totally. And just speaking to that last point that you mentioned there, I saw that like 110% with um, the contract that I worked on with you. Because what was happening was that... I took basically I took the contract and then I designed it and made it look pretty, right? <laughs> so so not only did we have a legit contract, but we had a legit contract that was like stunningly Beautiful. designed. <laughs> so yes, it was like 10 pages long by the time we were done with it, but like all of the headings made sense and it spoke to things that had actually come up in projects and talked about how we would handle those mm-hmm. things in a very clearly outlined rights and usage. And it talked about late fees and hold fees and things like that. And I just felt so much better going into meetings and having clients sign the contract because it was almost that like that missing piece, Mm -hmm. right? It was that missing piece of confidence being like, yes, this is a document that I am so freaking sure that I need (laughs) that you need to sign it, right? Yeah. Well, like, especially if you are taking on larger engagements, you know, the person on the other side is giving you a lot of money. And so if this is the first thing they see from you as like kind of a product, it just sets the stage, I think, for a really great engagement. Totally. It up-levels everybody's level of trust. Like, oh, well, if she has taken the time and energy to put this contract together and 
oh, it makes sense and it protects both of us and it's very even handed and also it's beautiful. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to have a great working relationship. I think that's wonderful to hear. Yes, absolutely. And I think you just show up differently too in those meetings mm-hmm. when you have that instead of being kind of wishy-washy about it or like, do I have them sign a contract? I don't know. Like, is <laughs> yes. this right? Like, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that is so much about what I talk about with my clients is I really believe that this mindset stuff affects everything that we do in life and business and mm-hmm. how we show up like on the whole. So when you have this, these kind of like underlying thoughts that are, you know, insecurity or just unsure or giant question marks yes. about your contract, like you're showing up in a completely different way. And it really, it can knock your confidence and it can make it harder to sell. And it can, like you said earlier, like playing small, it can make it so you don't put yourself out there as much, or you don't actually want the projects Mm. that you're trying so desperately to get. So you're basically putting yourself like, like you're basically fighting yourself, right? You're (laughs) fighting those thoughts. Um, and it makes it really hard to get the results that you want. Yeah. So I think when we talk about legal and like the underlying mindset behind it, it's not just about making sure that you're protected. I mean, yes, absolutely do that. But but it's also about how you'll show up differently when you are protected and you do have that kind of process and, you know, legal in place, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And what I hear from a lot of creatives, because Um, and I'll speak for myself a little bit here too. Um, you know, a lot of us did not get into business because we were super excited about contracts. (laughs) Like this is not (laughs) no one, right? (laughs) This is not our favorite part. Like checking all the boxes is not our favorite part of being a business. Um, and so and I think a lot of people are worried that it's gonna be off-putting to the client. Um, to ask them to sign a contract like, oh, well, they're not they're not going to want to read it. and Oh, it's going to be long and, you know, they're going to be overwhelmed and they're not going to hire me if I make them sign a contract. Um, and I just find the exact opposite to be true. Like I said, people take you more seriously. If you have put together a decent contract, they know you're probably going to live up to it because you've put it all in writing. Um, and it just kind of gives everybody a lot of peace of mind at the beginning. Like if I have questions later, I can just come back and look at the contract. Or if we have, you know, a little disagreement or our memories are different about what we talked about when we were setting up the project. Oh, we just go look at the contract. Um, it's, it's very easy for everyone to feel good throughout the process. Totally. I actually had that experience recently. So I'm currently planning a wedding and congratulations. My wedding. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, it sounds weird when I say a wedding, my wedding. <laughs> You're very young. <laughs> and I had been looking around at hairdressers and people to do hair day of. And I found someone and, you know, we like I saw her rates and pricing and I was like, okay, everything's good. And she's like, great, I'll get you scheduled. And I was like, okay, is there like a contract or anything I need to sign? <laughs> right. Right. Because like, I mean, I'm handing over a, a hefty uh, deposit right. here. Like, is there anything that protects me? And, you know, it ended up being that the she was like, well, you can if you want to and like send it sent over the contract and it offered like very minimal protection. So I was like, OK, maybe not. Yeah. But, but it was one of those moments where I was like, OK, but isn't there like there's a piece missing here? Like, shouldn't there be something? <laughs> you know, how do I know yeah. you're not going to run off with my deposit or right. how do I know that you're going to do the hair in the styles that the girls want or, you know, or like, like if you get sick that you're going to find somebody to show up on the day, you know, all of these exactly. worst case scenarios. Yes. 
So yeah, from the client side, it's a lot of reassurance to have a nice contract. Absolutely. And that that was what I experienced. And it was interesting to be on the other side of it for the first time. And I was like, (laughs) no, I really do want that. (laughs) That's awesome. So I I think sometimes we're talking about like getting contracts in place and, um, you know, doing these things to kind of get your legal in place. But do you have anything to kind of help people um, really put that structure in place? Yeah. So my favorite thing to do, we do this in our legal roadmap sessions, but I also just have this as a free resource. Um, I have this 10-step checklist that just takes you through, not every business will need all 10 steps, but it kind of says, here are the things most businesses need as their legal foundation. Um, You should at least think about these things. You may not need to deal with them right now. You maybe put it off till later. Um, But it kind of will get your wheels turning and help you prioritize a little bit. So that I highly recommend that. And we use it even, like I said, some of my multi-million dollar clients do not have things in place that I would have expected them to. So I use it with every new client. We just kind of go through the checklist and see, do you have anything that I consider essential that's just totally missing because no one ever told you to do it? Um, so I think that is a great first step. Amazing. I love that. And that's on my, you, you can get that on my website. It's just awbfirm.com. Perfect. And we'll definitely link to that in the show notes as well. Um, so Autumn, I have absolutely loved talking to you today. If our listeners love what they heard from you, where can they find you? Yeah. So I hang out on Facebook mostly. Um, you can just search for my name. Um, and then the Legal Roadmap podcast. We are getting ready for season four, which is um, going to go live in April. And it's going to be all about course creators. So if any of your listeners are working on an online course or have an online course business, I'm going to be interviewing some of my clients and my favorite people who are really successful online course uh, creators about um, kind of legal lessons learned and also, you know, just building a successful course business. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. The AWB firm is the go-to business, is the go- I told you. (laughs) It's okay.